Family, the bedrock of society, an important influence to children that helps shape in their perspective of life as they grow up. It helps in building their confidence, shaping their beliefs, values, and more importantly, helps them to become what God has ordained them to be. The dynamics of the family circle cannot be overemphasized. It plays a key role in our social interactions as adults and as children. And because of its domino effect in our lives, we need to pay attention to it and be heavily invested in building a healthy, strong family with the goal of raising better children, building healthy relationships between spouses, but more importantly, in building a better society across all nations. Get ready to explore and learn with Pastor Fumi Alawale on the subject of family dynamics and its impact in our lives. Good day everyone. Uh, welcome to another episode of Family Dynamics. I believe the Spirit of the Lord is blessing you and God is set out to establish a godly home for every one of us as we listen to his word. Today we are continuing with choosing a life partner, so it will be part two now. We started before, so this is part two of choosing a life partner. And I'm going to be reading from Proverbs chapter 3, 1 to 6 in New King James Version. My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands. For length of days and long life and peace will they add to you. Let no mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And so, find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. So this, is, this scripture is common. We all quote it. He says, in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So that is the word of God. So there is the warning from God that we cannot trust our hearts. A lot of people, when it comes to church, they say, follow your heart. But sometimes our heart could be wrong. He said, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. So there is need for us to acknowledge God in our journey in life. Um, as I was reading that scripture, I noticed that on the top of my own chapter in the New King James Version, they gave it a title, Guidance for the Young. So the word of God has been given to guide us in the path we should take. So we, we have seen the need to be careful and prayerfully make the choice of who to marry from previous episode. So what are we supposed to be doing then in choosing a life partner? People say, an adage in my, in my place says, as you, lay, as you lay your bed, so you lie on it, so you sleep on it. So it is what we do that we determine what we get. So this is why it is important. And looking through the scriptures, we see a lot of examples of people that married based on different things. We may not be able to say, okay, this is exactly what God is saying about marriage. But we have, you know, Bible verses that can be guide, that can guide us in what we need to do when it comes to choice of married partner. 
So the first thing I'll be looking at today is putting God in the center. For us as Christians, if we are born again and we have allowed the Lordship of Jesus Christ, God must be put at the center. He must be the one leading us. He must be the one directing our path. Most of the time, we take a wrong approach. We go and get somebody and say, Father, I've brought somebody. We just sanction it. <laughs> this is the person I want to marry. It does not matter what God is saying. You just say, God bless us. Just bless this. I will be happy. But that is not the way God wants us to look at it. When we make choices that are independent of God and then ask for his blessings, we are asking him to approve an idea that does not originate from him. So, it's important that we let the idea come from God. We ask for direction in choosing a mate. The Bible says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. So, if we are children of God, if we are born again, if we are given our life to Him, then we have the Holy Spirit that has been given to lead us in all things. The Bible says He will lead us in all things and teach us all things because He knows much more than us. He knows the end from the beginning. He's the all-knowing God. And so it's important that we allow Him. God has given us a will as human. And He will not force us to, to do His own bidding. He will encourage us to obey Him, but He will not force us. So if he did not force us to surrender to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, how, how much more the choice of a married partner? So it is something we have to make up our mind to do. Say, God, I want you to lead me. If we are not sincere, there is a way you pray that God knows because he knows all things. That you are not sincere, you are just saying, Pastor said we should pray about it. But when you pray about it, do you actually say, God, whatever way you want to lead me, I'm ready to surrender to you. That is key. Is so, so important. There is always a good idea, but there is a God idea, which means there is a good choice, but there is a God's choice. So the difference between a good idea or a, a good choice and God's idea is the fact that a good idea will work for some time, but God's idea will work all the time. And that's why the Bible wants us in Proverbs 3, 5, that we should not lean on our own understanding, but in all of our ways, acknowledge God and trust Him wholeheartedly that what God is saying is the best for me. So when we ask God, when we ask God in prayer, there are three things that we may get. It may either be a yes or a no or a wait. But most of the time, when God says wait, what it means is pause, uh, wait and think, so that you can wait for his instructions. Most of the time, this is the most difficult one, because you al always want to get an answer. You don't, nobody wants to wait, especially in this time and age where we have quick fix everywhere. So people want to say, I've been praying for one week, I've not had anything. So you go ahead and choose. That is, that is too short a time to say I've been praying. Pray until the answer comes. That's what the Bible says. God always saves the best for the last. And if we are willing to wait, he will not fail us. 
So when we do the right thing outside of God's timing, maybe a lot of time, oh, there is special here. Your friends are getting married. Your mom is on your neck saying, when are we seeing the man? When are you bringing somebody home? And things like that. So you are ready to just do something. You are ready to just do take anyone that comes around. Or maybe the, the chronological age is, is ticking. You're saying, oh, I'm getting older. I'm 32 now. What, what will happen? Before you know it, you just go for any man. God's timing is always the best. It is disobedience. It will, bring, it will still bring disobedience and frustration and confusion when you go outside of the blessings of God. So the right thing to do is to do the right thing at, the wrong, at, at a good time, at the right time. You may do the right thing as, at a wrong time and you get a wrong answer. So what might seem a good choice at a particular time may not be a God's choice for a lifetime. So that is why it is important that we trust God and wait on Him. Proverbs 19.14 says, Houses and riches are an inheritance from the fathers. So if my father can give me this and say for me, this is the house for you. This is the money I'm living for you. But the Bible says, a prudent wife which means a prudent man as well, is from the Lord. So it's only God that can give a prudent wife. It's only God that can give a prudent husband. So it is necessary that we involve God. The Bible says in Isaiah 30, 21, your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left. So God is interested in leading us. He wants to guide us in the way to go because it's the one that can see far ahead of us. The Holy Spirit is to lead us in all things. The Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. The voice of stranger they will not hear. And in Romans 8, 14, it says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So we are children of God. It's important that we allow God to lead us. So in this particular thing, when it comes to marriage, we cannot afford to make mistakes. And that's why it is important that we allow God to lead us. So that is number one thing. Number two thing is counting the cost. The Bible says in Luke 14, 28, For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it? It went on and on like that to, 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 to 29.30. But we saw in this scripture, marriage or the home is, is being likened to a building. The Bible says, the wise woman build their house. The wise woman build her house. And the foolish will use her hand to bring it down. So, in building the marital tower, a wise woman will build. You will need to count the cost. Do you have enough to finish it? Do you have sufficient to finish it? As a man, you need to sit down and say, am I ready to die for any woman? Will I be able to love her above all else? Because that's what marriage is all about. We have all the problems in marriage because we are not able to do what God requires that we do. Will I be faithful to her? Are you ready to stick with that woman for life? 
Somebody was asking my husband when he, about how long he's been married. He said that we've been married for 35 years or 34 at the time. And the man said, 34 with one woman? And you're able to stick with that woman? So we need to be able to cast the, count the cost. Will you be able to protect her against all odds? Against your family people? In courtship, if whatever your mom says is final, do you think that will change in marriage? So are you ready to love her above all else? If a man in courtship, you're not married, is always asking for sex. As a Christian, he says, oh, you know what? And we're going to marry each other. You know, everybody is doing it. If he cannot, if he doesn't have self-control, outside of marriage. You will not have it in marriage. And that's why you need to count the cost. When we look at the story of Adam and Eve in the Bible, that is the first marriage. And we look at that as a case study because that is the first marriage. Uh, for, because of our time, you can read Genesis 2, 21 to 25. We, we, we saw what God did. It caused Adam to sleep. And he brought from him a rib, closed the space up, and made Eve from it. And that rib was what God used in making Eve and brought her to Adam. And what we saw, first of all, is about compatibility. Adam's wife was made of the same substance and composition. That is compatibility. You know, before then, Adam had all the animals. There are some of them that are very beautiful. There are some of them that are very elegant. There are some of them that are corny. All manners of animals. But the Bible says he did not find anyone that is suitable for him. Because they were not made of the same substance. These are the days when people marry anything. We as children of God, for us to be happy, we must think of compatibility. Biological compatibility compatibility is important. No matter how good something is, if it's not compatible with you, no matter the dream or the vision they had, you need to look at it critically. Spiritual compatibility is very key. Amos 3.3, they can two work together unless they be agreed. Unless they are agreed. The key to a successful marriage is not love or sex. If it is sex, you won't see a lot of divorce in, in, in the place where we are, in UK here. You won't find it. But you see, each time I read the story of Leah, the man was having sex with her, she was having children, and the Bible said he did not love her. It was Rachel he loved. So don't allow any man to deceive you into having sex before marriage. It is a sin against your body and a sin against God. So you need to be agreed. Can two work together except they be agreed? Compatibility. Spiritual compatibility. Spiritual agreeableness. Are you agreeing? Do you believe the same thing? Do you believe in speaking in tongues, praying in tongues? Do you both believe the same word of God? If your husband, you're in a relationship and say, I don't believe in tithing. And you believe in fighting. How do you work together? 
He doesn't believe in speaking in tongues. Are you praying in tongues? So when you are praying in tongues, say, what kind of thing? I don't like this in my house. That is the beginning of disaster. Talk less of going out to marry somebody that does not even have the same faith as you. Even when we say we are both Christians, do we believe in the same thing? Because there are different things that are going on in the church today. The woman does not wear a earring and you believe that your wife should wear a earring. If it's not sorted before marriage, it will cause problem. So compatibility in all things. You have to be able to similarity psychologically in ideology about money. This one can give money to anything and everything. This one we pay tithes is generous to the fault. But the woman said, no, 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 we can't do that. Even about parenting, about God himself. Do you believe your life belongs to God and he does, she doesn't see it that way? I read of a story of a man called, called uh, his name is Hudson Taylor. This man was studying medicine in America. He was engaged to be married to a particular girl. But he discovered that God has called him into ministry. And his ministry was to go to China and minister to people and bring them to Christ. And this woman said, no, I cannot follow you to China. That was how they broke their relationship. And you can imagine if because of that relationship, he said, no, I won't do the will of God. What I want to do is to marry. We will have lost all the people that came to know Jesus through this man in China. So, it is important that we do something. We check everything and be sure that we are compatible in our ideologies. Another thing we saw in this scripture is, the Bible says, there is an action that we have to take. It says, he who finds a wife, finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. So, finding is an action. And it is he who finds, not she who finds. These are the days when women are going to men and say, would you want to marry me? I've been praying and God has told me you are the one. It doesn't work. Don't go behind God. Even if you have prayed, continue to pray until God, the Bible says the heart of man is in the hands of God. He directs it to whithersoever he wills. So if you have been praying and God has spoken to you and this man is the man, God will go ahead and speak to him. It's a matter of time. But a lot of time we can't wait. We want to go ahead of God and work things out. Don't start going to cook for a man because God has spoken to you. Don't go to his house and be washing his clothes. You are just playing yourself so cheap. And most of the time it's the woman's heart that is wounded. Let's allow God to work things out. A woman, a wife is a good thing. It's a gift from God. And a man that believes that, oh, this is a necessary, we just have to do it, you know, you have not started, you are not ready. Finds connotes there is action that the man has to take. There is something that you have to do. A responsibility on the part of man. There is the need for searching. I remember those days when we, when we were in the university. Brothers would come and say, I receive you by faith. You are my wife. Nobody receives wife by faith. You have to pray and let God lead you. You know, don't just go. And I want to say something here. I remember when I was praying, the man of God that was talking to me about marriage said to me, for me, 
no matter the testimony of the man, you have the final stay. Don't say because oh, he's a man of God, this testimony can only be God. You have to hold on to your own testimony. And if God has not spoken to you about it, don't go ahead. Because it is your own testimony, what God told you, that keeps you in that relationship. Because there will always be storms that will shake the foundation of any home to the core. So if you don't have something that you can say, God, you told me this. God, this is what you said to me. It will be so easy to walk out of that relationship. And that's why, don't just say, oh, he has a good testimony. In fact, when he was telling me, I felt, ah, this can only be God. You need to go. Let him come and say, oh, please, uh, I've been praying. Or whatever way he wants to say it. Can you go and pray about it? And one thing I want to say again. When a man is getting so close to you, he's coming to you, he's visiting you, he's buying things for you, go and pray. Don't get into that situation where emotionally you are involved already. At that situation, at that point, it will be so difficult for you to hear the voice of the Lord. So it's so important that we take action. There is something you have to do. There, there must be a desire, a commitment in the heart of man. Marriage is a commitment. If you are not committed to a woman, it will be so easy to walk out of that relationship. You don't just sit down and say, God has showed me a vision. At the right time, God will bring the woman. There is the need to pray. There is the need to seek the face of God for leading. And then when God has led you, pray for boldness to take action. And face the sister and say, please do. Can you pray about it? This is what I think God is saying to me. And don't let any man rush you. If it takes you 10 months to know, or 1 month, or 2 months to know the mind of God, then wait. The man should be able to wait. It's a way of God testing him whether he will be able to wait. Because there will be situations that will make you say, oh, I want to, uh, uh, this girl, you know. And don't just keep jumping from one sister to the other. Pray through and stick to what God has. If God is indeed telling you, that that is the woman for you. He will sort you out and he will establish it. But a lot of time we find it difficult to wait. And that's why we enter trouble. Because the person God told you about is not saying anything yet. You go ahead and talk to somebody else. I believe that God wants to help us. We will continue on this uh, topic because we have not even opened it up. We're just saying the basic principles that God has laid down for us as people in getting to know what the will of God is when it comes to the choice of marriage. And just like I said to you, as a woman, pray about it. As a man, pray about it. There is no time that uh, is too late or too early to pray. Begin to pray. And at the right time, God who answers prayers will lead you in the path of life and will guide your footsteps as to the right person for you and at the right time for you. God bless you, and I see you on my next episode. Thank you.